You are listening to episode 231 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Today's the day, my friends. It's the 555 portal. Last Friday's Future Life Friday episode broke down the 555 portal, so if you missed it, go back and check it out after you catch today's episode. But in short, today is the fifth day of the fifth month in a five-year in numerology. And because, of course, in numerology, we break it down the year by adding each number. So it's 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 1 equals 5. So there we go, 555. Now, this day is hella powerful when it comes to energy. And today's guest is energetically powerful herself. To be fair, you're about to get a massive upgrade today. There are a few notes about today's episode. For the first time ever, we are receiving a live energy activation on the show. I suggest listening to this episode while you are in a mode of receiving. Also, when you're not driving or operating heavy machinery due to the live energy activation. To follow this up, there will be a silence during the podcast. So don't think that you lost connection and hit end while you're listening. Like even Dr. Allison had to kind of check in with me because I was really tuned in. So um, if you, there are breaks of silence, so be aware. Speaking of today's guest, Dr. Allison JK has secrets that no one else uses to upgrade, inspire, and disrupt all paradigms within their community and collective. She is an award-winning, number one international best-selling author and the founder of Vibrational Upgrade System. She is an experienced subtle energies practitioner, natural healer with a holistic approach towards helping others thrive in the mind, body, and spirit. This is reinforced by her 10 years in Asia, studying subtle energies and ancient wisdoms, and with 20 plus years working in and teaching yoga, meditation, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, and holistic health with a specialized focus in the chakra system. Dr. Allison brings a unique perspective that facilitates massive change. Before we meet Dr. Allison, it is time that we highlight a review of the week from Apple Podcasts. This one actually comes from Emmy Award-winning producer Miguel Sancho, and it reads, This podcast is full of conversation, community, and new perspectives. Definitely a great listen. Miguel, I appreciate you, and I appreciate each of you who tunes in and turns it up each and every single week. We are now in over 150 countries around the world, and that's all thanks to you, the listener. This episode is brought to you by Spiritually Seeking. When you go to spiritually-seeking.com and enter the promo code podcast at checkout, you can save 20% on numerology reports, affirmation cards, and life guidance sessions. So head on over to spiritually-seeking.com and enter podcast at checkout. I know you're eager to dive into today's episode and I'm eager to share it. Are you ready to meet Dr. Allison? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hello, Dr. Allison. Welcome to the show. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Hey, Lauren, me too. (laughs) I'm excited. We were having a great conversation before this. I feel like we should have like hit record 15 minutes ago, but 
what we decided on is that you're actually going to set us off. And I think our listeners will like this because this is a treat for them with an energy activation and clearing to kind of set the tone for our conversation today. So I'm going to let you take it from here and then we're going to dive into all of our questions. All right. But let me toss it back to you just for a second. Will you say what the special day is? Oh yeah. So this episode actually, because we're of course recording ahead of time is dropping on five, 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 which of course is Cinco de Mayo, but five, five, five this year is a portal. So we're in a five numerology year, which makes it that triple fives. Excellent. Thank you, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) So um, then we decided, because I don't typically do energy medicine, um, clearings and activations. And it's interesting, Lauren, that you used activation first before clearing, because I've been more focused on activating. Uh, Yeah. So you may have picked up on that. Um, I I don't usually do these on interviews. And when I do, they're at the end, but it feels like if you're a busy mom and, or a busy mommy and a business owner, then, um, the word busy pops, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Let's help you settle down. Let's help you, um, let me just tune into my intuition for a second and see. It just seems more space for you to have some space to self-care and self-nurture. So if you're listening to this interview, that means you do tend to have an awareness of self-care and self-nurturance to elevate you. But what I want to do is let's help you pull back where you're overgiving and overdoing it and over problem solving and over fixing so that others could also step up and you leave room for you to receive more support. How does that sound? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of my favorites to do for busy moms. and Yeah, this is beautiful. Business owners. Yeah, because it's like in Qigong, which I am a teacher of, you have this move, we have this movement that is stepping out in front of our bodies and then with our palms facing outward and our elbows bent. And um, it doesn't matter which foot we step out on. And so then we drop at our wrist the hands, so the palms now are facing us and we pull back, stepping back in, so both feet are parallel. In that movement, it gives a sense of um, like the space in front of you. And so if you're busy giving and problem solving and fixing because you are so capable and you are so strong and you can handle it all, then there's no room left as far as the laws of, the universal laws of energy and the way it flows. If you're stepping out with your hands, palms faced out, away from you and you take a step out with your elbows bent, there's no space for anybody to get in or any money to flow in or any receiving or any possibilities to flow in or new opportunities for you in your life and business and family. But if you drop at the wrist, the palms, now the palms are facing you and you step back, that's the spaciousness I'm talking about. So I do this clearing for that purpose to help you create more space to receive more of what would support you rather than what I've already said. So I wanna recommend that if you're driving, you maybe pull over to the side of the road, especially if you're brand new to energy medicine. I'm the founder as you've heard of the vibration upgrade system and it's a combination of energy medicine and applied mindfulness. So as people's consciousness starts to get cleared at the sub and unconscious level of old blocks We'll talk about that more. Then there's more consciousness freed up to then activate for you to be present. 
And so my work is quite strong and you may get really spacey. So if you're like tending to a newborn or an um, elderly parent or driving a bulldozer, none of that's good to do. Yeah. It's even clearing. Get off the bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> Stop plowing the land yeah. right now. <laughs> and so just relax. You may even want to have your head against a wall. Just a lot of the times people will uh, have their heads drop back and do what I just did then inhale and exhale. And you could have your palms face up in your lap in receiving mode. You may feel itchiness or tingling or heat or cooling. Um, you may get a sudden pain in somewhere in your body as the blocked energy gets released. And so there's more chi or life force or prana flowing through your system. So as it hits chronically tight musculature, there tends to be pain for a moment. You might yawn. All of these are totally typical as you receive this energy. So anywhere and everywhere you are defining yourself as, this is interesting, productive and productive means problem solving, fixing, helping, supporting, making things happen where you could allow others to be also stepping up. Would you be willing to burn up with the flames of transmutation? This is where you want to say yes out loud because it invites the energy in. Lauren, will you act as a proxy and say yes? I will, yes. Cool, thank you. So I'm gonna be silent for a moment and invoke some extra support. So here we go into the clearing. So any and all karma as appropriate that keeps you locked in that role, burning all of that up with the flames of transmutation. Any and all free floating thoughts and traumas that may keep you looping and locked into that role of contracts, oaths, vows, across all lifetimes and timelines, all imprints from your parents, especially your moms as they modeled how to be a mom from the old paradigm, and all imprints from your lineage, all conditioning, that creates the definitions of productivity and busy moms and busy business owners who are also moms. All definitions at all levels of consciousness that you have, all conclusions, all beliefs, all expectations and projections that you have 
that are in any way keeping you locked into that role. We're burning it all up now with the flames of transmutation. Some of you may want to inhale and exhale. It allows more of the energy in to do more, clear out more. It's totally okay if you're perceiving absolutely nothing but just more peace. It's okay if you're perceiving nothing. It's still working. Good, you're receiving. Some of you may feel tight necks, loosening up a little. Some of you may feel shoulders dropping, may perceive your shoulders dropping. Your tummies may be gurgling. Your chests may feel lighter, more expansive. I'm seeing a couple of different responses. Yes, I can see that in real time, even though this is recorded. Some of you may even want to roll your shoulders back and down so that your shoulder blades kiss. It allows for more expansiveness in front of your heart chakra, which is where a load of receiving was done. And the energy flows for receiving are. Good, I'm seeing more alignment now. Okay, so we're going to activate the upgrade now. So any and all latent keys and codes and ancient wisdom and inherent talents within you. And any and all blessings and support possible to bring this all into alignment for your highest potential and your highest possibilities to be realized. Activating the upgrade now. I'm seeing some of you maybe seeing your feet kind of twitch. So it grounds down through your legs. Good receiving. That's going to continue to have an effect while I talk. It's the words that I will be using during this interview will have a particular charge to them. So they'll be helping to clear out too, but just in a more active way. So when I speak, it's not just words. They're, from what I've seen from the decades of doing this work increasingly, uh, everybody's words have power, but mine are transmitting when I use them. So. Lauren, are you there? <laughs> yes, I am. You know, you know, when you said you may want to like crack your neck, I swear I cracked my neck at the exact second it was coming out of your mouth. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> just, yeah. tell, just tell me what to do, Dr. Allison. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was a beautiful way to to start us off. And I think it it definitely grounded me. I was having I'm not even gonna front. I've been I've been having a day today. So that was just exactly what I needed as well to 
Excellent. Hold the space for this conversation. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, we get really busy and, and the busyness nowadays is so computer-based. It's like a compounding of how much already in the heads most people are. Um, mm. Yeah, so remembering the body that's below the neck. That's <laughs> always a good yes. thing. <laughs> it is. It's so good to remember. But you had touched on just our chakras. Will you tell us a little bit more about the chakras and your background of learning about the chakras and, and what they are? So the chakras are... Uh, they mean wheel from Sanskrit to English, and they come from the yogic system. So if you take a mm -hmm. yoga class, which I'm also a teacher of, trained in India, um, the pose, any pose you do is based around opening up a chakra. You hardly ever hear that, though, in those studios. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the whole reason why you leave feeling lighter uh, clearer, more relaxed is because more what's called prana in the yogic system, what's called chi in the traditional Chinese system, like qigong or tai chi. And then what's called, it's translated into English, vital life force energy is able to flow more throughout your system. So there's seven main chakras along your spinal column. And the so there's one at the top of your head called the crown. There's one in between your eyebrows. There's one at your throat. There's one at your heart. There's one at your solar plexus, upper belly, beginning of a digestive tract. There's one at the lower belly in the sacral area. Then there's one at the root, the coccyx, your tailbone, and in between your legs there. And what they're called wheel for is that they're meant to be spinning open so that the life force, the vital life force energy is able to flow all the way throughout your system. So if you consider each chakra as a major city hub or an urban center and all the roads and interstates and side roads lead into these major urban centers. There's these roads either called nadis in the yogic system or meridians in the Chinese system that the energy travels along if the chakra is open. The chakra is an intersection of the mind and the body and the spirit. So you heard me say past life and timelines, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the spirit component allows me to access. The mind is all levels of consciousness, subconscious, meaning under the con your conscious mind, under the thoughts that you do here, unconscious mind, which means not conscious, so you don't hear them, and then even your conscious mind. So then body is the area of the body, like cracking your neck was showing that there was more energy flowing through. And the throat chakra, for example, a more, yes, it's about communication, but I consider that kind of like first level, the second level that's been coming on board more increasingly since 2016-ish I've seen is that it's, where we make our choices from. So if we feel like we have little or no choice or there's few possibilities and we just have to do, that have to is in air quotes, then the neck can be tight because the throat chakra isn't as open as it could be. Oh. Yeah, and it's also where our courage is. It's also where our creativity is. And I don't mean arts and crafts only. I mean the creativity with which we create our lives one choice after another or 
checked out and don't think we have choice and just robotically go about life. And that's why I do the work I do. And that's a great part too, why I talk about activations so that we can like 85% of our choices on a daily day-to-day moment-to-moment level is are made from either the un or subconscious. They're not conscious choices. It's only at most 15% from all the work I've done with the tens of thousands of people I've worked with over the decades, it's, it's higher than that. Um, it seems to me like it's at most 10% of why you chose to interview me, why you chose to have this podcast, why you chose to eat what you did this morning. All of those choices are made from, I would say at most 10% of the conscious mind, which means you are only hearing thoughts from at most 10% of what actually is in your consciousness. Yeah. So my gift, isn't it though? Isn't it? It's mind blowing because literally because um, (laughs) (laughs) there's so much more potential back there. And so what I do is I click the thing that I just did, the thing, meaning the energy medicine clearing and activation is clearing out stuff that resides back there so that you have more awakened consciousness. And the more that I do that, the more that there's energy flowing through your system and the chakras are open and then that for they're turning the vital life force energy. So there's more awakened life force through spreading throughout your system. And every chakra with the mind, body, spirit, the body part is connected to a major endocrine gland. So the entire hormonal system is covered by the chakra column. And so a lot of people are having thyroid issues with that fifth chakra. So uh, this is now the holistic cause behind the physical only part of our Western medical model. And so then every nerve ganglia, the the biggest gathering of the neuroreceptors that receive messaging from the brain for our central nervous system to operate, which is the brain and the spinal column, it's, it's been seen that the biggest gathering of neuroreceptors are also where each chakra is. So that's both our major communication systems, chemical, i.e. hormonal and electrical, i.e. central nervous system. Wow. That's a lot. Isn't that and huge? We, and we don't even realize on a daily conscious level, you know, most of us, that, that all of this is happening within us. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. So I have to know, and just to give our audience a little background, you are an award-winning best-selling author. You're a teacher, a healer. You're the founder of the vibrational upgrade system. I mean, really, I could list like 10 yeah. dozen other things on that <laughs> list. But, <laughs> and they're all incredibly amazing. But out of all these listed titles that you give us, and that's a lot to unpack, what yeah. what really made you lean into the world of healing? Like, did, did this start from childhood or where did so, this begin? It's funny, Lauren, because I don't think of it as healing and I don't bill myself as a healer because- Really? My, yeah, my even though I do, right? My right. first book is called, What If There's Nothing Wrong? And um, in it, I'm talking, I wrote it my 10th year living in Asia. It was part of my dissertation and then became that book when I came back to the States. And in it, I'm talking all about the vital life force energy, and it's basically free of spiritual speak. It's just Mm. the functioning of energy, the universal laws of energy, and the measurement that has or had been created by that point that a few different scientists and academics had created these different tools to actually be able to measure 
vital life force energy. Um, and so I'm saying that because what if there's nothing wrong? I, I've, I living amongst the ancient, the traditional Chinese in Taiwan, not the mainland, but in Taiwan, the democratic small island south of the mainland so that they were able to practice their traditional and spiritual beliefs um, much more freely. There was a sense, and then traveling to India my last year um, in between semesters to get my yoga teacher training and also traveling all throughout Southeast Asia every year for Chinese New Year breaks between semesters. I was a teacher and administrator in international school. Um, I would see the way that they would treat vital life force energy or the acknowledgement of how important the invisible is, the meta physical. And it's not only about healing coming back to the states that got pegged as like you know into the spiritual niche like when doing facebook marketing with the ads and the targeting and, and the same thing with my first publisher i had to wrestle with them not to be labeled new age instead new thought because for me like you reacted to hearing how much consciousness just is not activated or used right it's more about learning, uh, allowing ourselves to be the best we can be you know mm. I mean, to live up to our potential and and there's so much latent potential within a, when the vital life force energy is flowing throughout our system in these times particularly from 2012 to 2032 there is a paradigm shift and as we are in this next phase here in 2021 and we're moving into actually the construction and building of the new era the new paradigm it's there are more, so i call the greater field of dao like when we're having all our chakras opened and emanating out the vital life force energy, there's vortices in front of each of the chakras. They create a field. And so that's our own localized field. Mm -hmm. And then this interacts with the greater field that's in the trees and in the birds singing and in the rocks and in the mama earth. And for me, I've come to understand that as a field of unlimited possibilities. So, it's for me less about healing and, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've done, I've, I've done work with getting brain tumors wiped out of somebody's head, getting um, cancerous tumors in, col in colons, um, breast tumors, you know, chronic back pain, chronic knee, like all sorts of stuff I used to work with with healing when I, but it's not, it's heavy work. It's and more so than that. Yeah. It is because I'm going to the holistic route. And so it, and it seems to me, it's kind of like if we don't proactively work with our consciousness and I'll just leave it at that for right now. Um, it seems like a crisis is needed in air quotes needed in order to shift someone into paying attention to the meta physical, like whether that be a health issue or it be a uh, job loss or it be a divorce. And so then people would come in and say, hey, I need your help, Dr. Allison. But nowadays I've, I've done enough mass marketing and there's enough others, other voices somewhat saying some of the things I'm saying, it seems that people are more aware that there's other possibilities beyond like how they were brought up to then go about their lives um, and that there's something bigger going on here. So there's more proactive um, people saying, you know, I want to open up to my po the possibilities. Like when the, the clearing and activation I did at the start of this, it's to help you guys receive more money. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. It's to help you receive more possibilities. It's to help you have more synchronicities in your business so that you don't have to work so hard. So when we have our energy system and our consciousness on board, we have to do so much less heavy lifting and so much less efforting and so much less making it happen. And it's just so, there's so much American in particular conditioning that I came back from the East saying my part of my mission is to help communicate this so that there's less suffering in the West and then more thriving. Because my first major in college was psychology and third semester in, I was like, you're not teaching me how to be the happiest, most thriving version of myself <laughs> at all, you know? Yeah. It's like ever since then, I've been asking that. I was led to the holistic model. And so I was sitting in a session one day aside my classroom teaching um, as my second revenue stream was teaching meditation and also running these energy medicine sessions with people in person on a massage table. And it was like, I don't know, three sessions into this woman's package of 10. And I had my hands over her solar plexus and sacral and she was getting such great results. I looked up at the sky kind of a thing and said, universe, how can I get even more robust results for my clients? And meanwhile, I, on a Saturday morning, was balancing my checkbook back in the non-digitalized of all bank <laughs> days and was not happy with what I was seeing. And I had this sense of being caged. Like, is this what my life's going to be like for decades ahead? Like, I'm, I have a master's. At that point, I only had a master's. And I'm making a teacher's salary with a master's. And I barely even have a student loan because I worked all the way through my master's, except last year, the last year when I was doing my thesis. And I only want basic housing, basic car, nothing luxurious, a massage a week, yes, preventative health 101 is what I consider it. And then organic produce, and I'm having this hard of a time. And where's it? I had already lived overseas and backpacked and traveled um, multiple different times prior to this point. I was like, where's the adventure? Where's the abundance? Where's the joy? I can't do this. Yeah. Universe, what else is possible? So those two situations confluenced together to then have me find oh, the international school system. I took the action I had to take to fly into another part of the US where all the different heads from the different international schools came in, interviewed us. We had like 20 interviews a day, each of us candidates who are actively pursuing a lot of interviews, um, interviewing with uh, throughout the entire world. And so I was like given job offers in all on all continents and I chose Taiwan, because I was like, hey, that's the seat of who under not only understands energy, because we used to, but our alchemists went underground mm. in the secret societies, like the Freemasons, and so who are still operating from this understanding of how energy flows, like the traditional Chinese medical system with acupuncture is based on what they understand about how energy flows. And so I went, I chose Taiwan as the school, the international school to go to, and I was a teacher and administrator there for 10 years and I would go and get these treatments on the, <laughs> I'll never forget my first reflexology treatment. Like, and then in beginning days, only blind people could be the massages, the masseuse really? over there. Yeah, and the reflexologist. And this first reflexology treatment I had, I was traveling with a buddy of mine um, on the weekend and he had stumps for fingers. He didn't have, <laughs> and he was blind. And I have a picture wow. of me just like, I'm wearing overalls and I'm sitting in the big reflexology chair and the guy's at my feet and I'm looking up in the air with my mouth wide open, screaming in pain. <laughs> wow. What, what encouraged you to keep trying all these like different modalities and like putting yourself out there into trying 
I, I just feel like you've tried so much. Darren, you're right. I mean, I, I, I'm a pioneer. You know, I didn't have any teacher show me how to create vibrational upgrade system. Mm -hmm. I, I, I pieced it together because I just, I have this massive intellect that is so curious and it's also coupled with a heart that in a throat chakra that is so bloody courageous, it's, it's almost absurd, you know, mm -hmm. like, I, but I know not to question, like by age 19, I had a couple of times been given really strong intuitive hits about choices to make that were big ones. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't listened to them. And so I ended up like paying for it. So I, I knew I was different to a degree. Uh, I didn't really know I was different. I just knew that I had to listen to my intuition. And so like, I also love life. I love being in a body. I, I've jumped out of planes. I've like, as I've said, lived around the world and traveled around the world. I've bungee jumped in South Africa. I mean, I've done, I dance. I love sex. I love to eat. I love to hula hoop. I, I mean, like all of it. I love experiencing being alive and in a body. And so I want to trump the planet and, and, and see all that's possible. But especially there's gifts I have, I guess, with intuition and, and teaching others and motivating others and inspiring others and conjuring energy because my energy is flowing. So I know how to move it and show others how to move it and get it moving in their systems. And I, I just, I wanted to have it be the most effective it could possibly be. And so from everything I've pieced together, all the travels, like I used to get coffee enemas in um, Thailand on my break, my friends are <laughs> and dancing. I mean, I did that too. I went out dancing like those, you know, but I was also like, getting a Thai massage for $5 every day. So I could yeah. see this, you know, I mean, it was, I was getting, I was going to Buddhist monasteries during the day on my scooter, um, went on break. And then on the weekends, I travel throughout Taiwan and go to Buddhist monasteries and chant with them and ask questions. And when I get the treatments, I'd ask questions in my Chinese that I could muster up and point to the charts and ask questions. So I would end up understanding. So, I mean, I just, it's, it's what I wanted to know. It's, yeah. It's just that, innate curiosity of the eternal learner, just wanting to absorb it all. And how to live the most thriving, vibrant life. I mean, right? I your life science sounds very vibrant. I mean, bungee jumping. I mean, I'll, I'm going to jump off some planes with you for sure. Let's go. <laughs> the drop zone an hour from where I live or 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually did the highest jump in the United States on the, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and the Space Coast of Florida has the highest jump zone over this Kennedy Space Center. So my sister and I did that for her 30th birthday. I basically, I was like, you're going first because I don't trust you. I was like, I'll jump and then you'll still be here. So go. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. It is like this exhilaration of just like loving life. But then of course, like there's so many of us who are just in that point of being stuck, right? Like our ego mind is keeping us in the familiar. So how do we really move forward into the unknown? So one of the ways is really get your chakras open. Um, use my clearing, go to my website and go to the chakra series and do a self-assessment of there's a list, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and traumas. Um, symptoms when this chakra is blocked, like issues that go on in your life at those different levels and start to get to know yourself. And then as you're listening to that, the applied mindfulness, so it's not mindfulness like, oh, look at me, I'm mindfully aware I'm eating an apple and appreciating every bite. Yeah. It's not, I consider that like beginner's mindfulness, it's applied mindfulness so that when you get a clearing like you just got, you may later on today 
have an awareness of when you're getting ready to go help someone or problem solve something in your business, instead you allow someone else to do it. Like, like you don't just automatically step in. Mm. And so you'll, that has created the energy medicine clearing and activation has created, sorry for that postal truck going by. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's created space. It's collapsed different beliefs. And as you heard in that list of things that was clearing, it's ultimately creating space now, new opened, awakened consciousness, which had been blocked down in one of those things, whether it's karma or trauma or belief or or where your mother was as a mom, etc. And so now you have more space and a new thought can come in. And I remember when I was um, receiving training in one of the five energy medicine modalities I've been trained in before I brought it all together and created a vibration upgrade system, I was putting a key in my front door and I stopped and I looked up. And I was like, oh my God, that's a new thought. So then these new thoughts can give you new awarenesses for new possibilities to make new choices and go beyond living from the robotics of the ego mind. Another way to do it is when you consciously have, I mean, create the space to be able to have more capacity, time, you know, and and bandwidth to observe your thoughts a bit more, like you have a meditation practice. There's i I've been teaching meditation for decades. There's a product on my website. I don't mean to keep, I'm not trying to sell, I'm trying to answer your question. Um, And you can set up your own meditation practice from that meditation audio. It's the least, ironically, it's the biggest life changer and it's the least expensive. Um, And so you can set up your own practice from listening to that every day, use it. And then it's like you're in a yoga studio getting taught meditation by me. And eventually you don't have to use it anymore. It's Buddha's most frequently taught meditation technique that does actually create the increasing detachment, as does my energy medicine system, like that chakra series. I, I, I see my clients go through and they are getting gains that are so much quicker than I got when I was only meditating and not doing the systematic clearing out of the chakras. So it speeds up decades worth of meditating. So when you have that detachment and more mindfulness, you can hear your thoughts and then question them. Like, okay, (laughs) I I hear you. Like if it's whining, ah, go, or it's just habitual, like go, go help. You could say, wait a minute. What if that's not even true? I don't even have to go help. And then you could ask, how does it get any better than this? What else is possible? Touch your elbow. Have some kind of redirect out of the habituation. Yeah. I love that. And because sometimes I think it's it's getting stuck on that next part. It's like, okay, so now that I've been aware of it, the asking questions part, I think, is a really great follow-up of like, how do I shift? How do I, the how piece to it. Don't, but don't ask a question how. Mm. Um, or, or even why, because both of those, so when we ask a question, so if we go around thinking we know everything and God knows we're all brought up to like raise our hand and have the right answers as a former classroom teacher and administrator, you know, I mean, like <laughs> pat on the head, you get the good yummy feeling, I'm right. But you really don't want to be right as much as a kid in the classroom anymore. That means stop thinking you know everything. Your mind wants to know everything because it wants safety. Yeah. That's its job. But 
asking questions actually invites the greater field of possible unlimited possibilities or the universe to come in and fill that vacuum oh. that actually wants to answer the question. So if you ask, why does this always happen to me? No, you'll just get more of suffering. If you ask, how can I do this? It won't be as clear if you ask like, okay, so what other choices are available here? Ooh. When you see yourself going in for the, the habitual choice. And then it's it's like, think of it as extending an invitation to the universe. No, that makes so much, so much sense of like, it's the the what, what can I do versus like, yeah, I, I see how just like re reframing that, of like, why does this always happen to me? Like, you're going to get the same results over and over again. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, just, as you're hearing me throughout this, there's a great interview, Lauren, I have to tell you, thank you. Um, because you're pulling out of me, like, obviously the there are specific techniques and tools and mechanics to the way our energy, mind, body, spirit system flows and knowing those and knowing how to work with the universe, you can just blow up your life in all good ways. Yeah. And that's what we're here for. Life matters. Yes! Right. Like on all levels, that's what we all want. I don't know a single living human being that doesn't want that in some layer. Like maybe they don't consciously know it, but they want it. It's what we're here for. I mean, yeah. if it, and even if it, and even if it seems like they don't want it, I mean, there is a whole process. Like, you know how a fever has to peak before it breaks. Yeah. So it's like if somebody, I could tell a story here, but I'm, we're running out of time, so I'm not gonna. It, it's just it, somebody. Some people have to hit rock bottom. Some people just have so much of the old they're carrying around in certain kinds of traumas and certain kinds of karma that you could present them with that thriving, vibrant energy you just expressed so beautifully, Lauren. And mm. they'd, they'd be like, no, I need to go have a shot of tequila instead. And not a celebratory shot of tequila, mind you. Right. Like, you know, the it's first- like that comfort of, of darkness. Yes. Yeah. Well said. So would, was that like what you would describe like someone hits rock bottom? Do you have to hit rock bottom to kind of gain a spiritual awakening? Or what does a spiritual awakening really entail? Okay, so we are in this humanity, what's known as humanity spiritual awakening times. When I got back from uh, the decade in Asia, I, second year in, Voice America approached me and asked me to do a podcast myself, a radio show on uh, the Mayan galactic alignment on that was coming up December 21st in 2012. I was doing nothing whatsoever in my business about that. And I had no idea why they were asking me, but I said, okay, let me get back to you on Monday. And so I took the weekend, listened, and it was a full body yes. I said, yes, I en ended up interviewing a bunch of scientists I had written about in my first book at that time, but so also- cool. Yeah, I, I, it was <laughs> also a bunch of specialists about what the heck this time means, 2012, December 21st. Um, and it's, from 2012 to 2032, it's a 20 year window of humanity's spiritual awakening times. The Mayans saw this centuries before because they were just that astronomically and mathematically um, advanced. And so they weren't the only ones. It was Yogi Bhajan also saw this as the end of one yuga age in the beginning of a new yuga age. In astrology, it's the end of the um, Piscean age in the beginning of the Aquarian age. Right. We're in massive times right now. And the way that the planets are lining up, it's to enhance us, entice us to look into that which is spiritual, that which is metaphysical beyond the physical. So when you ask about the spiritual, I love the question you just asked, Lauren, because there that's what I was saying in the beginning. Like many people require a crisis. Like I saw tons of people in 2010 on 
earlier, more advanced people were awakening and having crises to awaken them around 2010. But like starting around like 2011 through 14, there were a lot of people coming in um, saying, I feel this gray cloud around me. I feel like this thickness around me. I, 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 I'm not as, I don't feel as alive as I know I'm meant to be. So that's proactive. But then there are other people who would have like a divorce, uh, uh, somebody died that they loved, a close one, and then maybe a job loss. So it would require like their lives collapsing before right. they would reach, you know? So there's those two different versions. And if you don't, what, my, what I understand by now, the way spirit works, it, or our higher selves or the divine or life, I don't, I don't know how you construe it and say it and label it, whatever way makes you comfortable and fits in with the way you think. But the way this seems to work is that if we're not proactively choosing to evolve at a soul level, our, then we will have, we will be forced to. Mm. And if we don't, then we come back and have to go through it again. And these are incredibly opportunistic, auspicious times. Now's the time. This is the lifetime. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like why keep getting dragged? You know, like if you feel like you're being dragged, yeah. like, why do you want to stay in that? for comfort, for familiarity, for fear. Mm -hmm. And crazy though, Lauren, is that, and listeners, is that throughout all the people I've worked with consistently, I can say this very comfortably, um, and I don't say conclusions. I'm always open-minded and curious about what else is possible. Nonetheless, it seems like people are more afraid of their power and of, of opening and of all that they can be and coming from their light and, and, and just going for it than they are like the fear. The comfort, the familiarity, the boredom, the staying locked, staying stuck. Do you think the fear of power has been conditioned into us, especially in the West? You know, that's such a great perspective. Obviously, being a classroom teacher for 12 years and an administrator where I decided what books were getting um, used in the classroom from the English department. Um, I was a very different teacher, obviously. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. are there are tons of different teachers. We'll put that out there. <laughs> yeah, there are some really, really, really great teachers yes. aware of the conditioning. Um, so I know that I have a lot of adults coming to me, and a lot of them from the UK too, um, where it's just phenomenal, Lauren, the amount of relief that releases in them when I tell them what I know about ADD and ADHD and the labeling that went on in the classroom. Mm. I, the pharmaceutical companies came up with Ritalin before they had a diagnosis with which to prescribe it for. Wow. I mean, I'm not shocked, but wow. No, I know it's not shocking anymore. It once was. Yeah. So, and I'm so grateful to be out of those days. Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, I would, I had with a colleague, I would teach Qigong and, and uh, meditation to kids. I was, I first started at inner city school where it was like a high percentage of blacks and Latinas. And we had a club after school for boys who were um, being told their ADD and ADHD and taught them meditation as best we could. And I taught them, I took them out and told, showed them how to interact with the life force of the trees. And, and they, it just blew their minds. It was so fun. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, bottom line to your response to your answer is yes. And I, I see, but it's, it's, I, I take this global view and um, a, a view also of very um, expansive. So I see it as each soul has had experiences and um, in another lifetime, maybe you spoke truth to power. Maybe you were Galileo and you got hung or like stirring it up or Da Vinci and they just, you weren't accepted or you said something the powers that be didn't want to deal with yet and didn't want, you know, the, so there's a squandering of power. I don't mean that kind of 
authoritative misuse and abuse of power, but the results have been when people have been in their truth, been in their power, been in their light, and they've seen something clearly, and then they've spoken up in the centuries prior to where we are now, typically ostracization at the minimal, um, and then hanging, guillotining, uh, burning, yeah. not. So there's so many, I feel like I'm just like taking this power vac yet at the same time, a very simple hand woven broom and just sweeping clear the past. It's the times we're in. So yeah. I see people squandering their, their um, light and not stepping into it for that kind of conditioning and those kinds of traumas and um, even karma too. So it's, it's, it, it, you heard conditioning in that whole clearing that yeah. I did in the first round. So it's one of the aspects. Yeah. No, I, I like that you had even touched on that it's part of us, part of our past lives, right? It's like, again, one piece that we're not conscious of. I could have been a witch in my last life and been hung for it, you know? So like that may be something I'm not consciously remembering every single day, but it may hold me back in some way. So that's not something that I had thought about even when asking that question of power. So thank you for bringing that to light. Let me give you this because you, I, I feel like it'll, you're welcome and it's my pleasure. And so I, one of the things I got when I lived in Asia was this understanding of just how like, seg, the segue is so much smoother and quicker and understood in the East, especially amongst the, ah, both the Chinese and the Hindu Indians do um, one life to another. So there's been nowadays studies where you can see the symmetry in somebody's face when it's been understood. Like, let's say there's a Western American um, doctor and he had a, this is for real, this happened. He had a, a patient who couldn't heal from something. So he also got trained in hypnosis and he put the patient into in, under hypnosis. And so the patient started talking in this other accent, an Irish one, started giving factual data about a pub that her and her family used to own in a certain village in a certain county in Ireland. So um, he had his staff go and trace back that information. And sure enough, it was true. Um, mm. There's a lot of that information out there. And one of the things that's resulted is pictures of the person in this current lifetime and in other lifetimes. And the face looks the same. Another understanding, and I didn't get that even from Asia. What I did understand in Asia is just how understood and like the ear we breathe, yeah, we have past lives. And yeah. that there's very little difference from one lifetime to another. Like if a kid comes in with a certain kind of talent or interest or passion up until age six, that's a car is understood to be a carryover from a past life. And then this, with what you were just saying in the yogic, on the yogic path, what's understood is the word samskaras. And so each of us is born with one or two of these. It's our, why we incarnated. It's considered our dharma or our spiritual or soul level work as a soul to evolve beyond those one or two core old points we used to live at and as a soul evolve beyond them like our core path our core lessons or, or yeah so there you go yeah no that's so fascinating that that you shared that study of what happened with the hypnosis because actually not long ago and this is the first i'm sharing this on the podcast i have Ooh. two daughters one is seven um and one is 11 and my son oh. my seven year old oh yeah they're loving their ages right now just for that reason but um but my seven year old has always just been more in tune she oh. it, she knows the moon phases like by heart, she can walk outside and look at the, up at the moon and she's like, oh, it's almost a full moon. And she's the one who like reminds you to like 
charge your crystals. And, you know, like she's just, she, my mom is starting a lavender farm and my daughter, like when she is anxious, when she goes to sleep, she asks for crystals and she asks for lavender. Like that's just who she is as a person. Right. So not long ago she, and she's like connected to me at my hip. Like I sometimes think I am talking to myself, like when I'm hanging out with her and she not long ago mentioned that I'm her same mom, but her dad isn't the same dad that she used to have. And we were like, oh, you know, and I was just like, oh, so like I've been your mom before. And she's like, yeah, you don't remember. And I was like, I mean, no, but tell me about it. You know, she's like, I don't know. You're just, you're my same mom. And that's why you're my best friend. And I was just like, oh, but so like her dad's like, what? So I'm, I wasn't your same dad. She's like, no. I did like my other dad more. And I like, we just had to laugh, you know, I was just like, oh God, I was like, what, oh, a, what a stinger out of the mouth of babes. But, but it is, it's like one of those, like, okay, so there's a knowing, right? And I know that we, we sometimes lose that knowing as we age. So how do we tap back into that knowing as adults? So you're giving an example of what's understood as like around age six, the veil, quote unquote veil, goes down. So that segue that I was talking about stays open till about age six. Mm. Then the conditioning starts to take place. The routing and rooting in this lifetime starts to really take place. And so they forget. And, and so unless you do this kind of work and you have it like with me and I bring forward, did you know you were a witch in another lifetime? Right. <laughs> Lauren, I'll have you know that you have to be special yourself, which we already knew, but to have a daughter who has that, those gifts and says that to you. Um, the idea is also understood that the kids being born now, because we are moving into such a new era, excuse me, I pull more green tea into my glass. Um, the new era has brought in kids, like I'm sure you've heard about the indigo kids by this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, well, then there's like, I don't know, they're labeling crystal because I, mean, I remember seeing these kids in the classroom um, in the later years of, of my teaching and they're meant to be more sensitive to bring, to resonate with and bring forward the new era where we are living, where from a position where this isn't so incredulous. Mm -hmm. um, I don't mean that every kid walking around is going to be able to do what your daughter's doing. I don't know where we're headed, but um, how do we not forget these gifts? Honestly, is that you like I was a little girl tromping through the woods with my older brother every day after school and on the weekends. And so I always felt really connected to all of like the elementals and the trees and the, and the critters in the creek. And I just stayed really open. And so from that connectedness, I felt and perceived in the universe and the love inherently existing all around me. Thankfully, I was brought up in a really great family as well. I then went into journaling. And so I stayed connected with my higher self. And then, so that's say that's the teens. And then in my early, my late teens and early twenties, I started meditating. So I've always kept it open. Yeah. And yeah. Lauren, thanks for bringing that out of me because I've never said it that way. I've oh. it. That was a gift for me. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm so glad I was able to do that for you. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I love hearing that you, that you were able to keep it open because I think for me, like, that's almost my hope for my daughter too. Like, I don't want to smash it. I see it as a really special gift and I try to nurture it. So I love hearing that you were also in a family that allowed you to just be you. Cause I think a lot of times people, they have this and then they're in a family that doesn't allow it. You know, it's, it's squashed for them. My mother said to me once, um, I didn't know what to do with you. I was going to put you in a gifted program, but we decided not to. 
um, that squashing that you're talking about, like, look at how advanced we are. Even just a few, I don't know, one generation ago, they would throw somebody in a, a, a loony bin um, for hearing voices in their heads. When yeah. I remember there's this beautiful article written by a shaman who was taken on a tour of a mental hospital. And he's like, these people who can channel, they're considered shamans in our society. They're not, you know, they're considered the gifted elders and chiefs. They become like the people in roles of power and responsibility for the tribe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, we're in a brand new time, as I keep saying. And, and, and I'm so proud of you for treating. What is your daughter's name? The special one? Callie. Jesus Christ. You had to go name <laughs> Callie. <laughs> oh, my God. So you may want to um, let Callie know that she has more control over how active that is like one of the things i teach i train in my my vibrate i can't even say it i'm so excited uh to get this to you my vibrational upgrade system i train students in so that they can go out and, and do this work with others and, and the effects are just that much more compounded and when i'm teaching them how to work with their intuition i i tell them you know you can work with your guidance if something comes through in a session for a client and you don't understand it ask your guidance for more information mm. um could also, if a loved one who's like, I, I've had to ask loved ones who've come in, who've crossed over um, for a client on the table and the clients ask, can you connect? I mean, I don't make this, it's not in any part of my website books. I don't talk about like, hey, you come to me, I'm a medium, I'm a channel. <laughs> yeah. Just like if it's going to help the person evolve, then I, I let it come through and we use it. You know, if right. it's, it's just use yourself as that vessel. You got it. Yeah. And so I sometimes have to ask the loved one who's crossed over, can you slow down, please? Um, I also have to disconnect at times because of the place I have to go to receive their message. It's, it's faster. That's why I'm also talking faster. Um, so it takes a little bit on the body, a toll on the body to, to stay up there. And so you're going to want to let Kali know that she can have, she can ask them to stop talking with her right now. Like if she needs to concentrate at school, she can, mm. she can talk with them kind of a thing. Yeah, no, that's such a, such a great tip. And I am, you know, I'm always down to learn more, especially from you. But I know our audience too is probably going to want to know if the vibrational upgrade energy system is for them. So who is this for? Probably your listeners, like anybody who wants to, I have my most recent book, The Dragon Master Creatrix. It's on Amazon. It's my fourth book. I have one book, my third book, reasonabledragonsonaudible.com. Um, the Dragon Master Creatrix is the most advanced book uh, where I'm really answering a lot of questions like this that my, my masterminders have asked me when they're getting trained as vibrational upgrade practitioners. So you can start with knowing, you can start with reading that. It's for anybody who's looking for uh, tapping into more of life and to live from not just their mind and in the habitual day-to-day -day routines, but really blasting wide open or opening up at your own pace. But if you're actively working with me, you don't, like I definitely don't let you shrink back. I let you go through your healing crises where your fever's peaking through an old habit before it breaks. And, and I help you get through that navigation, but it's anybody who wants to open and, 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 and tap into more of their potential and the magic that exists behind like what you're looking at right now for the atmosphere between you and a tree. Like I'm looking at a tree right now. So between me and that, tree, these trees are responding to me right now. Mm. They, they blow a breeze. I teach people how to interact with the greater field. So it's for anybody who wants to open up to more, but I have also um, in particular, I wanna serve women in particular 
and I don't normally say that because I have a, a higher than normal rate of males who uh, work with me because I, I grew up with three brothers and I just, I love the, the male divine consciousness that's coming in now. So I love supporting men to come out of like that martyrdom or yeah. self-sacrifice for the family to provide for the family. And then mm. also helping women come out of what you heard me do a clearing at the beginning of the, our show, your show and our interview for um, yeah. it's, women who want to learn or add a new revenue stream, even I'm training vibrational upgrade practitioners. If you're interested in that, like I have a lot of doctors, uh, psychoanalysts, psychiatrists, um, who want to learn and add in a new energy medicine modality. Um, and so there's just, I really, who is this for? It's for you if you're listening. Oh, I love that so much. So where can they go to not only learn more about this, but connect with you further? I'm listening in to see the best direction for your audience. Um, you guys could go to my programs page, vibrationalupgrade.com. Look across the top and look either at the shop um, or the chakra series, like I already mentioned, or go to the programs page and see the three different ways to work with me. Mm, perfect. And I'll be sure to link that on this week's episode notes so that it's readily easy for them to find and click on and also link all of your Facebook, Instagram, and all those social sites so that they can connect with you there as well. Yeah. I have a vibrational upgrade free Facebook community. Thanks for oh, saying Oh, good. Yeah. So go on Facebook and search for the group vibrational upgrade and I'm in, I'm in there. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, Dr. Allison, you are what I like to call a world shifter. I feel like I could talk to you all day. I love the work you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's been my pleasure, Lauren, and uh, God bless you for the work you're doing with your daughters. Oh, thank you. The show. Thank you, Lauren. You know, I typically don't really edit the podcast, but I did edit out a little portion of this episode where Dr. Allison and I went a little bit more into depth about my youngest daughter, Callie, and her experiences. The reason for that is, is when I asked my daughter if she wanted me to share, she wasn't 100% comfortable. And hey... That's a boundary that I respect no matter if you are 7 or 77. I will also note that before my call with Dr. Allison Gay, I was in a pit of sadness. If you listen back to the Feel Your Life Friday episode, Sit With Your Pain, Don't Park In It, that was recorded the same week that I had this call with Dr. Allison. And while I normally would have honored myself and rescheduled the call, a voice inside me, you know, that like little whisper told me that I needed this conversation. So before my call with Dr. Allison, I had cried for almost 72 hours straight. And after the energy activation that you all just heard and tuned into, I couldn't even muster up a tear if I tried. I physically felt better, but I also felt mentally and emotionally more at ease and ready to really begin a new layer of my inner work. Of course, I have linked Dr. Allison's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. And while you're getting social, make sure we're connected too. You can find me hanging on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, all at mindbizlife. I am back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend. <laughs>